Is Shang-Chi the next Marvel masterpiece? We tackle that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, we just did an episode on the Olympics. That was cool. I hope you listened to that. Um, but this week, not only is the incredible Roxy Stryer back, the, the, the superstar uh, Roxy Stryer. Some might call me a movie star. Movie star, film, titular, top build film actress. All true, by the way, all true. Uh, Roxy Stryer is, is back but this week we are also talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and and I would just like to note up front um, when it comes to uh, names of characters and actors just know that I'm trying just know just just know that I'm trying and I have a, a stupid American mouth and but but I don't if I fuck it up I'm not I'm not trying to be disrespectful or mean I am trying <laughs> Sometimes I'm just way too white for my own good. Yeah. When I when I speak and I'm like, oh, did you have to sound like that? Like you couldn't you couldn't have gotten it together a little more, rocks. But yeah, I I'm with you. I mean, even the transition from us knowing from us saying one thing to us knowing it's Shang Chi. Yeah. Shang Chi, and I was like calling I was calling him the wrong name for years. Yes. So. Yes. For uh, for me for decades. Um, yeah. And then and uh, and also there's a scene and this isn't really this isn't a spoiler. This whole review is going to be spoiler free. But there's a scene where they specifically have to kind of like stop the movie in its tracks to be like here's how it's pronounced. And even you and I have been Shang Chi, and then he does like the the real pronunciation. It's like. I'm not going to be able to land that plane. I'm going to have to stick with what I've been doing the past couple of weeks. <laughs> As you said it, I was just like, oh, God, why can't I do what they're oh. – Yeah, it's t- – yeah. listen, it's tough. We're going to do do the best we can. Um, uh, and you know, somebody that like – obviously my my uh, wife is of Hispanic descent. I've been, I've been trying to learn Spanish for years now. Uh, and it's just it's just one of those if anybody's seen Glorious Bastards, the scene where they're supposed to be speaking Italian and it's just that like real heavy American accent that just like steamrolls over all of it. It's like, yeah, that's that's just what we're gonna have to deal with, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. So mm-hmm. before we get into any of that, of course, I'd like to mention that if you want to watch this early, if you want to watch the video of Roxy's, uh, Roxy and my conversation with also little insights in the movie she was just in, you can do that over patreon.com slash only stupid answers. You can give this show and please, for the love of God, do this. Uh, give this show a five star review on iTunes. It really helps the show. And also, if you listen on Spotify, you can answer the questions that we put up there. Like last week was what if wait, wait, sorry, what what if Marvel scenario would you like to see? It is, I got to say, it is hard to structure sentences around the title. What if dot, 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 question mark. Anyway. You got to start using how questions, who mm-hmm. questions, when questions. When, why. What questions for what if. No, no what ifs. Uh, um, so, uh, Ray Rafael Alvarez says, what if the defenders assisted with the attack on New York? Bring back Kristen Ritter, Charlie Cox, Mike Coulter, John Bernthal, and maybe cast Henry Golden as Iron Fist. <laughs> Cameo from Rosario Dawson. Uh, we got Xavier Thomas. What if Wakanda went to war with Asgard? I really like uh, that one. And what if the Winter Soldier... In, uh, uh, Jisha Wazalewski. What if the Winter Soldier killed Tony Stark instead of his parents? That's another good one. 
Yeah, that's interesting. That's like Flashpoint Batman type type situation. And so uh, before, so the Shang-Chi conversation is going to be spoiler free. And we're going to get to that on the back end of the episode. Before we get in that, there's other Marvel stuff that we'd like to talk about first. Specifically, I'd like to talk about What If. Now, Roxy, before we get into any of that... um. You you are on the record as not being the biggest fan of animation, and so I was I was curious as if this would be a show. But you're a huge Marvel fan. If this would be a show you wanted to watch, but you started to try and watch it last night. And so t- tell me tell me about that. Your feelings on that? I'm so embarrassed. Here's here's the thing. I have found a few, and by a few I mean a handful of animation things that I like. So growing up, liked animation just fine. Don't think I realized it was animation. I don't think I could have identified this is live action. This is animation. I watched all the things that we all watched. I watched Doug. I watched Recess. I watched Rugrats. I watched Dexter's Laboratory. I watched Ren and Skimpy. I watched watched all of it. So I know it's in my soul somewhere. Mm -hmm. I love Disney animated movies. I'm obsessed with, I love Pixar. I love all that stuff. But when it comes to deciding to watch an animated series i don't know at some point i i loved the batman animated series i like the harley quinn animated series so i know it's inside me Mm -hmm. for the most part i sit down to watch animated shows and i'm like i i can't pay attention it's Mm -hmm. so bizarre so i was gone filming the movie when the first episode of what if dropped and while i was filming the movie I wasn't watching as much television because I was working, but I was still watching some things. Mm-hmm. I was watching Big Brother and the shows that I that make me really happy. Yeah. So I know if it had been a live action Marvel show, I would have made time for it because I can't wait a week to watch uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, yeah. I'm not going to wait. So I knew that I was dragging my feet on this. So I didn't watch the first one. Then the second one came out. I didn't watch the second one. Mm-hmm. Then... I got the text message from you, DJ, that we would be talking about what if. And I was like, okay. I And you graciously were like, obviously, I know animation is not your thing. You don't have to do this if you don't want to. And I was like, let me, let me just, I'm going to do it for DJ and the people. So last night, it's about 1130. I usually watch something, some easy listening stuff. At yeah, night. yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to put on what if. Put it on. I see that the first episode is going to be about Peggy Carter. I love Peggy Carter. Yes. I put, I, I put it on. I got two minutes in. I didn't remember a thing that had happened. I rewound. I started again. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Why was I so distracted? What even just happened? I got six minutes in. I was like, I, I cannot finish this. I do not want to. <laughs> this is miserable for me. I don't know why it was so miserable for me. Like the second we like, at one point she looks over at something and we zoom in on her eyes and she like, squeezes them shut and opens them to see what's going on and she goes to save whatever the bomb goes after the whole situation just to, i was like i don't like this mm-hmm. i don't like this and i feel so stupid and so non-nerdy and so against like i'm doing it for the culture yeah the nerd culture and i just fucking don't like it and so i was so frustrated and i turned it off and that's what happened and that's that's been my journey with what if i'm gonna give it another shot I'm going to try a daytime shot at it, mm-hmm. but like, I just so don't want to watch it. 
I don't want to. Oh, well, listen on on this end. So, so for those that don't know, uh, I we've been kind of operating on the policy. We made each other watch literally every CW show for years. So, uh, for for the right now, it's been like we're not going to force anybody to watch anything they're not feeling because we we played that game. Shit's too hard right now. We're not going to do that shit. So. Obviously, you are not obligated to 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 watch it. I do recommend. I will say, I find the the first episode is good. It is my least favorite of the first three that that I was able to screen early, um, because it's not really a cohesive story. It's more like a clip show of like, hey, again, like what if Captain America was Captain Carter? Here's how this changed. This changed. It's not a cohesive thing. It's just like a clip show of a Marvel movie we never got. Episode two is the episode where. Uh, T'Challa becomes Star Lord. That it, and, it, and it does it. When I was watching the first episode, it's like I wish we would just drop in on one story set in this alternate universe. That's one hundred percent how Episode Two works. It's like T'Challa Star Lord. Here's one story within the universe that gives you an idea of how things have changed, and it's it's great. It's emotional. It's a cool high sci-fi movie. It is hands down Episode Two of What If is my favorite Guardians of the Galaxy movie hands down it's i love it i i i'm gonna try dj so that might be easier that might be easier the one that as of this taping has not dropped yet but by the time people are able to listen to it will have dropped is episode three even though episode two is by far my favorite uh episode three i think is where the it really delivers on the premise roxy you and i um uh raised the concern that with the trailer it was a lot of like what if this character was this character and it's like that's cool but it's not enough to like drive a, sh- a show that like, you're missing opportunities no. episode three blew my mind uh because it, in the sense that what it does is it goes to one of the deepest cuts in the mcu one of the earliest like uh kind of like the the explanation of how um the fact that iron man 2 thor and hulk all take place in the same week this was one of the the earliest like table clearing timeline setting things marvel had to do was like okay when do these movies take place okay i guess they call it fury's big week it's it was those three uh movies hulk iron man and thor all take place in the same week it takes that and it's like and it turns it into a murder mystery as somebody is killing the avengers before they even get to be joined together as the avengers and it's such a great it, – it's – I don't know how this show works for people that aren't like us that have spent – our basically our jobs are just following this shit and keeping track mm-hmm. of it um, because there's so many deep cuts and so many like like little nods and so many whatever. The, but just the idea of like, okay, we're going to go all the way back to Fury's Big Week and – Again, what if somebody was killing the Avengers before they could ever team up and actually become the Avengers? It's such a great like, like yeah, that's one. This is one hundred percent the type of stories you should be telling. Is that your favorite one? My favorite one is Episode Two, just because okay. it's it's a it's a space heist movie with characters I love. It's got a great take on Nebula. Uh, Thanos is in it, and it's a, got an incredible take on Thanos. Um, I also like the way that that episode kind of takes the piss out of Thanos's plan. There's a lot of time where Thanos is like, no, guys, seriously, it's going to be great if I wipe out half the universe. And they're like, no, that's that's just genocide. That's I don't. Why don't you use the power to like create more resources? Like, what are you talking about? Um, also, and I'm I'm stunned to 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 admit this. Jaimon Hansu returns as Korath for that episode, episode two. And it's 
fantastic. Suddenly, like, Korath is one of my favorite characters. Like, this version of Korath, who he's an absolute head-over-heels fanboy for T'Challa's Star-Lord. And, like, that's his through line the whole episode. He's just, lo- like, he's just so, you know, in the first Guardians, he doesn't even know who Star-Lord is. Like, who the, who the hell are you? In, in this version, he knows absolutely who T'Challa is. He's a huge fan. He wants to be part of the Ravagers. Like he, and it's it's oh, cool. it's great. And it's and it's such a great use of like Jaman Hansu never gets to be like happy and fun in things. Like he's always like serious guy who always dies. For some reason, every movie Jaman Hansu shows up and we gotta murder the guy. I don't know why. He's so good. Uh and it's like, yeah, let's give Jaman Hansu more roles to just have fun and be funny. Like, like let's cast the guy in a romantic comedy or something. Like, let's switch it up a little bit. This is an impossible question to ask because it's physically not possible that they could do this. They would never be able to, A, afford this. B, it wouldn't make sense for the platform. C, it would be confusing for continuity. But if it was possible for some reason that these were live action. Yes. Would you prefer that? Um... I think to answer that question, I have to go back to the production concerns. No, because I th- I don't think they would be able to do the big swing stuff that they're doing. Like like just just uh, there there really is a sense, especially watching episodes two and three, that they can do whatever they want. And I just feel like with live action, they'd be limited by by budget and stuff like that in a way that it just wouldn't have that like. Uh, uh, unpredictable almost anarchic like li- like um like again in episode three within the first couple minutes tony stark dies you know what i mean and it's just like live action you just i just don't think you'd have that sort of freedom um and so i i like the that they're doing an animation i i however that caveat is would I like to see like in a multiverse of madness or something, Captain Car- live action Captain Carter show up? Absolutely. If um, if if Chadwick Boseman was still with us, would I want to see live action his T'Challa Star Lord at one hundred percent? And that's another thing I will say about the show is I so far, even though first episode is not my favorite, each one of these, if they're like, hey, we're going to do a whole show just set in this universe, I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. I want I want to know more. Give me more. Tell me more about how. Um, because that's the other interesting thing, especially with episodes two and three, is they end in a way where it's like, yeah, things are things are diverging. They're they're going to have to diverge even more. Like episode two ends with, um, uh, so we follow T'Challa Star Lord because um, um, Yondu picks up the wrong kid, the, a, a completely different wrong kid. Episode two ends with fucking Peter Quill just working at a fast food place, and ego shows up. Kurt Russell's ego shows up. And it's like, yeah, let's, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh shit, like that's right. Cause it's, if we never picked up Peter Quill, there's no Guardians of the Two never happens. So maybe Ego will actually be able to succeed in his plan. Like it's just other, other unpredictable stuff. You know what I mean? Like with, with episode three, it's like, okay, all the Avengers are dead. So now what? Like, now what do you do now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you, is it working for them? Do you think? Like, do you think people are watching this? I don't know. I think a lot of people like you, you maybe different reasons, but like you uh, will be more attracted to the live action stuff. Like I, I, I see a lot more, for example, I see a lot more buzz around uh, a show like the Mandalorian as opposed to the bad batch, even though I enjoy the bad batch more. Um, uh, and I think it's because 
live action. You got bigger celebrities in there. And I think there's still a stigma within Western audiences that like, oh, cartoons are kid stuff. Um, I hate myself for not liking it. it, Listen, you're not, that's not your reason. It's just not, not, doesn't click with you as well. Um, Yeah, but why? Listen, that's, you're going to, that's something you're going to have to figure out. Gotta call my therapist. Call your therapist. Ask them, like, listen, why am I not in animation? Nance, talk to me. Talk to me here. So Glenn Caesar, uh, in the in the chat, he didn't have a Shang Chi question, but he did have a question about um, uh, what if. And he, first off, he wanted to know if we're covering it. And so it sounds like Roxy won't be watching it, but I will. It's going to be. Um, I'm out of town next week. Um. I don't know where that falls in this recording. So anyway, there's not going to be another live episode uh, uh, for a couple weeks. Um, but once we come back, I will be covering it weekly because I'm going to watch the show. I really like what they're doing. So, yes, we will be covering it in that sense. Um, and uh, he also says, I know that the first and fourth episode, first of four episodes featuring Chadwick Bozeman just aired this past Tuesday as of this recording. I presume that each episode of What If is canon, having happened at least one of the universes of the MCU multiverse, and as such, any of the characters that appear in episode What If could may eventually show up in upcoming live-action MCU TV series or movies. Am I understanding that correctly? Ah, that is also my understanding. Um, uh, Again, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman's version of the the Star-Lord won't won't show up. Um, but I would be surprised that we're, we would be doing this whole what if thing and we've got Multiverse of Madness coming up and some of them don't at least make a cameo. Uh, I th- I feel like they're they're pressing the Captain Carter thing pretty hard. I would be genuinely surprised if we don't see a live action Haley Atwell, Captain Carter. Consider- it just feels like they're gearing up for something like that. Yeah. And fans seem to be liking that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she she's great. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, uh, how it'll be interesting to see what they do with that real quick. Let us go over to, uh, the Eternals trailer, which as of this recording just dropped, um, uh, Roxy Eternals trailer thoughts. This was awesome. Mm -hmm. This was definitely, I I feel like the timing of this is a little weird because is this the last trailer that we're getting for Eternals? That is the way they're billing it. Of course, you know, there's going to be like quote unquote TV ads or whatever. Right, but then the movie's not coming out for another four months, right? Is it four months? It comes out in November, right? Is that four so months? That's yeah, three four months? months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. September, October, November. Yeah, just yeah. three more months. Just seems pretty far away to have the last big trailer. Whatever, that's not the point of it, though. <laughs> I I watched the trailer, and it was, I thought it was great. I think it does a really good job of doing what the previous trailers didn't do. They did a great job of setting tone, and letting us see the star power and just kind of showing us what the vibe of the universe um, or vibe of the movie was going to be. And then this trailer was like, but here's a little bit more about the plot and here's a little bit more about the characters powers. And here's a little bit more about how they got here and why they weren't helping during that whole Thanos situation. (laughs) And I appreciated that. I think it looks better than it's looked in any previous trailer also. Yeah. And I, I'm just really excited for this movie to kind of come in and and be something that we're all starting from square one-ish about. Yeah. Like, you, you, this is the first time we're having an ensemble movie in years where you don't have to have, you don't have to know everything about every one of these characters. Like, I, even as I'm going through with um, uh, Ajax and, and um, 
and Icarus and all these characters that I don't know anything about pretty much and, yeah. and, and watching heavy spoilers and real rejects and all of these things to try to learn more about the trailer. Cause I'm intrigued. Yeah. I like hearing about these characters. I'm interested in knowing about the love triangles and, and the fact that after this trailer, this was the one that made me really want to learn more about like, why are we only seeing this person in flashbacks and not in present day and mm -hmm. what's happening here? Uh, and how did we get here? And where does Thanos come into all of this? And in this, is there a relationship between, um, him and Angelina Jolie's character is that just in the comics like this is the one that made me want to do that extra research to figure it out so I know the trailer worked for me yeah. does that make sense absolutely absolutely I think I think you're right I think this this trailer got me more excited for the movie I think they make some smart decisions I believe in the comics you talk about like we all starting in fresh it's like yeah even I'm like I know a little bit about the Eternals. I'm not like well versed, but I, from what I recall, the deviants tend to be like, "Oh, what if like the Eternals, but like they look gross?" And it's like, well, that's problematic. Like it's like this <laughs> is a little weird. And this one, they're just fucking. They're just monsters. They're just straight yeah. up creatures. And it's like, okay, that's that's smart. Uh, you mentioned the love triangle, and I want to touch on that real quick because uh, correct me if what I, I'm wrong, but from what I've been hearing is talk about, there's basically a love triangle between Dane, played by Jon Snow, Cersei, and Icarus, played by by uh, Richard Madden. I forgot his Game of Thrones character's name, Rob. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, um, and sure. that plays into something I that struck me as interesting in that they are hitting hard the note that like yeah Icarus is Superman like he's got the eye beams and, they, and we're visualizing them in the way that's very reminiscent of Man of Steel like this dude is Superman and I was like that just feels so weird for Marvel to do like it just feels like they would go out of their way to like subvert something like that and then I started thinking about the love triangle aspect and I have a theory that Icarus is going to end up being the ba uh, bad guy me too. I definitely think that. Yeah, I think he's going to – and I, because I think I, – I just would genuinely be surprised if Kevin Feige or the team involved isn't like, no, I want to see the good guys fight Superman. We don't want our own Superman. We want to see them fight Superman. That just feels like a very Marvel impulse. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah, my theory. Heavy spoilers have the theory that he thinks that he killed – is it Ajax? Is that how you say it? Ajax a is – um is um um. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Hayek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his theory is that the reason that we're not seeing her in present day, present day is that we find out that he killed her um, and or that he is the one who like summoned Thanos or was able to get people here and, and nobody knows that he but uh, he agrees that. Do you ever watch heavy spoilers? They I do, do not. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a YouTube channel. And yeah, this is Bumpty took my... I thought I was doing good here with my fury. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 but he... And I was like, I completely agree. And when I was watching the trailer, I kind of got... Did you ever watch the movie DJ Brightburn? Yes. Is that what it was called? Yeah. I got like Brightburn vibes from this dude. I yeah. don't know. He got he got crazy eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll be it'll be interesting play on, on Richard Madden's ability. It's cool to see him in one of these things because I actually think he's a really talented actor and it's cool to yeah, see him like... Good. Um, bust out of that. I'll, I'll be interested. And again, we're we're in that realm of uh, just real unpredictability. I kind of don't know what we're gonna um, do. The thing that struck me most that I, I was really impressed by is how intimidating the Celestials are. Like you really get a sense of like, oh yeah, this is 
these things, whatever they are, they're like, because we saw nowhere the head of one in Guardians 1. Ego is technically supposed to be one. You know what I mean? But then you see it like, and I, I'm not going to look up the names. I have them. Whatever. The big red dude and the big green dude creating galaxies, you know. And it's just, yeah. you, it just gives you a real sense of scale. It's like, oh, yeah, these, this is, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, completely. I agree. I agree that something about this trailer too. Everything just felt so big and vast and like, like, the, oh, oh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, as somebody who is well, way better versed in religion than I am, a lot of uh, the references here, are like the seven days or the number seven in general, or seven thousand years, and yeah. people talking about how this has a lot of religious overtones. Did that affect anything for you, DJ? Like, did you were you thinking about that at all? No, you know what? That's interesting. That's a really good point because I know in um, the original Eternals, like, there's a reason like um, Jack Kirby chose versions of like. Greek god names like Icarus, Circe, uh, Macari, um, stuff like that. Because and so it's it feels very within pointing that out. That makes a lot of sense because it, it really aligns with um what Jack Kirby was kind of doing using that. And obviously, there's a very reverent overall, very reverent um, energy all o- over the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll just be interesting to see. You know, obviously, like. Uh, I'm sure Marvel was stoked to put like Oscar winner Chloe, yeah, that Oscar winner on the on the trailer, um, and it'll just be interesting to see. And we'll get into this more. Like the movie that I'm seeing in the trailer, I'm very much sold on, and feels very different to what they've normally done. That said, I literally just got out of a movie that I was very much sold on, and it was not the movie that I I was sold on. <laughs> and so I'm I'm a little bit worried. That what feels like a very a breath of fresh air might not be as much of one as this trailer leads us to believe. You know what I mean? Possibly. What are you thinking that their current plan is for this? Do you think that their plan is an Eternals, like, that we're going to see some of these characters spin off? Or do you think that their plan is that we're going to just stick with it and see an Eternals 2 and an Eternals 3? Like, where... What is Eternal supposed to look like moving forward? That's a really, really good question. I don't think we'll know until we see the movie. I do know characters like Cersei and Dane Whitman, who becomes the Black Knight in the comics, do end up on Avengers. Um, and so I think it's kind of telling that the characters we kind of spend the most time with, or at least like frame the trailer's narrative around, are them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think we're whatever the future for the Avengers looks like, I would I would be shocked if... Um, part of the plan isn't having Cersei and Black Knight be a part of that. Is that Gemma Chan? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, which uh, all forcing more of her in anything and everything. Yeah. So okay. please and thank you. And it also wouldn't surprise me. Like, do you really think we're going to see Angelina Jolie in like fifteen movies over right, two years? Right. No, I mean she'll show up maybe no for either either she doesn't make it out of this movie or she'll she signed up to just show up for Eternal sequels and that's it. Like it's not, we're not going to be seeing her all over the place. Probably, probably. Totally. I just am so curious because right now it's so standalone. Yeah. Other than all the Thanos references, is clearly our universe and all that stuff. But yeah. like. I have no idea if they even know what their plan is for this or they're going to wait to see people's reactions to certain characters and then try to figure out what the next moves are. Which wouldn't, what a novel approach. Like we're going to do a movie and then see if people, what people uh, like about it and then figure out what to do. Like that'd be, that'd be crazy. (laughs) 
Wouldn't that be something? But here's the thing. They they have the capital to do that now. They can't. They just could. They they could just be like, and, and that's people like, there's a lot of like, oh, is Kang the next thing? There's a lot of who's the next Thanos. And I'm kind of hoping that that's not what Marvel's worried about right now. They're just trying stuff. It's like, hey, here's Eternals. Here's Shang-Chi. Here's these Disney Plus shows. And just kind of seeing what works and what doesn't and kind of build off of that. I, 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 would, I would think after the 10 years that they just did that they're, they're kind of like going back to where they were originally. Cause it's not, they didn't know that they were building to Thanos. Thanos was just thrown in at the end of Avengers as an Easter egg. And then they built off of that. So like going back to the, like, Hey, let's just do shit. Like there was a, I think there's a reason they didn't announce cap four until people really responded to winter. Sol- you know, Falcon and winter yeah. soldier, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, okay, all right, here we go. Here's this other thing. I'm all for that. Totally. I mean, definitely. I think they did the same thing with Harley. I don't know yeah. if they knew like what it was going to be, but then, you know, Birds of Prey didn't work for them in the same way. It, it, critically, it worked, but uh, financially it didn't work as well. So maybe they don't do it like that. Maybe yeah, they, I'm a little yeah. concerned because I think obviously a lot of the struggles between Birds of Prey and sui- the Suicide Squad are pandemic related. So I hope the studio doesn't look in those and be like, well, clearly people don't give a shit about these. And then we move on. It's like, that's not, that's not the lesson to take away from everything that's going on right now. Yeah. But you know, mm. studios find weird things to hold on to. Like there ever be, you know, ghostbusters being with all women, not working. Like, Oh, we can't ever do another women ensemble movie ever again. Yeah. That's not what made that movie like not it. work. They don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not that movie. Well, that movie wasn't my favorite, but but wasn't because the cast was all women. That was not the. Nope, they don't like it. The people don't like. We tried it. Yeah, yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ooh, check out that sexy transition. You know what that means. You don't. We just, we just started using that. But it means that we are going to get into the main top of the show. That, by the way, the new theme music and transition is brought to you by Stephen James Schmidt. He's a good dude. Uh, uh, really happy to have our new theme music and these new transitions. But now, what have you all been waiting for? You've been waiting for our spoiler-free thoughts on Shang-Chi, which is coming out as of this when this episode's dropping uh a week i think it's coming out next week maybe yeah next week probably i don't know <laughs> we're recording this in advance all right we literally just watched it um so the synopsis oh, yeah. uh, because we're recording it early there's literally no reviews right now no rotten tomatoes no nothing um so synopsis is shang chi the master of unarmed weaponry braced kung fu that feels uh, too long uh is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the 10 rings organization it is directed by uh destin daniel cretton and also written by him along with dave callahan who also worked on wonder woman 1984 and mortal Kombat, um and andrew lanham who also worked on destin daniel cretton in um uh, just mercy uh simu liu stars as shang chi aquafina stars as katie 
Tony Leung stars as Wen Wu, aka the Mandarin, um, from the comics. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is Ying Nan. Um, I'm sorry, Menger Zhang. I hope I pronounced that sort of close. Is playing Zha Ling. I also hope I pronounced that kind of close. Ronnie Chang is John John. Uh, Florian um, Montanu is Razor Fist, and Fala Chen is Jin Lee. Roxy, spoiler-free thoughts, overall thoughts, thoughts on Shang-Chi. I, this is interesting because this is the first time I'm being able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, usually we talk about these a lot. I, two-thirds of the way into Shang-Chi was like, oh my God, this movie is so good. Um and I still love the movie because I'm going to go with the fact that 85% of the movie I like was just enamored with. Uh, I, lo- I think Simu Liu is a God among men. Mm-hmm. I love, I love what he brings to the screen. Just in general, the performances in this movie were excellent. Agreed. Totally the agreed. The action in this movie is incredible. The relationships and the familial relationships they were really, really interesting. The dynamics are are unique, especially for a Marvel movie, and getting to know some of these characters and the nuances that they were able to implement. The way this movie looks is just jaw droppingly beautiful, uh, and so for so many reasons, I am obsessed with this movie and what it was able to do. And then there was that fifteen percent of it that I just need to like caught out in my brain. That was, um, that was just, I think the best non-spoiler way to describe it was that it was just not focused on any of that other stuff and no. went off into its own land. And I'm talking about literally like 20 minutes of the movie that I was just all of a sudden like, really think, okay. Do you think that, part is 20 minutes it felt like half the movie to me it felt like we one half the movie is one thing and then the back half is a completely different movie so the first part of the back half i'm digging it's not until we get to like the big stuff that i was like wow we are so far away from the things i care about in this movie i you know that's that's a good point because because we the, the in the trailers talk about this we set up like this is Shang Chi v Dad aka Mandarin from the comics when we in the movie and it's like yeah and it, and and even even when we get to it yeah even when we get to this other land um it still feels like it's that and then there's like actually this thing's happening and you're like why <laughs> why yeah. is this thing ha- it feels like for me it definitely feels like uh to to we're getting on the train to studio note central they're like okay we need uh cool you've got this whole family drama thing that uh that bores us as producers here's what we want we need we need this to be like wonder woman and black panther so it needs to be a magical world that you go to which works for black panther and wonder woman because that's in the comics i don't know i I'm not smart enough to necessarily uh, dis, uh, uh, articulate this, but it, if every time we do a movie focus on some sort of marginalized group in America, I feel like it might be problematic if we say, here's their magic land. It's like, well, but they could just be 
Americans. Like it just be, they could just be part of our, because we're all, we're all Americans or wherever this is set. But anyway, we needed to yeah. be Wonder Woman. We needed to be Black Panther. We need to sell uh goddamn toys and plush toys. They, they, they run into a bunch of things like that's a toy. That's a toy. That's a toy. Uh, and we need world ending stakes. This can't be about a kid and his dad. Boo. Boring. It needs to be the biggest, uh, most abstract, uh, world ending stakes that you're not able to connect to on an emotional level at all. That's what we need. Totally. So I do think that that was very short. It felt really long. I'll be interested when I watch it again yeah. to be able to like time, like, okay, when is it that I, when, when is it that I check out? And then when is it that I check back in? Because I did check back in completely because then we do bring it back to the things that I cared about. So it's just like this weird 20 minute period where all of a sudden I'm watching it just thinking like, I don't want to be here right now. I want to be where we just were. Yeah. Bring me back. Take me back. It felt like an episode of a TV show that wasn't your favorite was coming after five episodes. You just binged five episodes. <laughs> they were bomb.com. Then there's an episode that you're like, was that a bottle episode? That was a weird little, okay. And then you have another episode and you're like, great finale. Like that's, that's kind of how it felt for me. So I really love this movie. I really wish they didn't make one of the choices that they made. Yeah. And that choice, and that choice really was a bummer for me. But in terms of like new characters and, and the world moving forward and uh, me loving Aquafina in this role also. And yeah, the dynamics, I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm, it's tough because I think Simu Liu is amazing. I think the whole cast is really good. And I definitely want to see Shang-Chi in more stuff. But it it is hard for me that like the the back half of the movie for me is everything I, I think Marvel struggles with still to this day all in yeah. one all in all in the back half. it definitely feels like two movies it feels like uh they, they had two scripts they couldn't decide which one they wanted to do so like ah fuck it we'll do both and it's like it's you should have saved one of it for like the sequel you know you're gonna get a sequel just uh, it it's it's really kind of baffling and it and it and it sucks that it it kind of taints my overall movie experience because I, I i think that first half is probably one of the better movies marvel's ever done so going into the second half, you were feeling what I was feeling, which was just like, this is awesome. Um, yeah, I was I was really digging it. There was some stuff like I don't like Marvel's tendency that like literally anytime there's an ounce of tension, we need to cut to like a comic relief character to like, hey, don't worry. There's no stakes here. Like there's a, there's an awesome you see in the trailers, this awesome bus fight. And like anytime it gets a, the slight bit intense, there's a guy on his phone like doing jokes and it's like why why is this person here like why there's, so there's little things there's little stuff i also think the the we'll get there's a question we'll get into that in a minute i don't i don't like the way they visualize the 10 rings i think it's kind of boring <laughs> um uh so there's little oh, things yeah i i, I it, but the whole time He's yeah like we'll we'll get into that in a minute but but the we get in the second specifically there's a moment a character shows up. There's a cameo. And I thought this cameo was a spoiler, but it's all over IMDb. So maybe it's not. But I'm going to treat it like it's a spoiler. I th- There were two people I didn't know who were going to be in the movie. Oh, there's, yeah, there's definitely two. But there's one nearer the middle that, that makes sense for the movie we're telling and how it relates to the other MCU movies. But then that scene goes on forever. And then that character doesn't leave. And then that's where we, from that moment on, I was like, uh-oh. And then it just keeps escalating to like, now this thing, it's like... Uh oh, and then we do this is like 
Uh oh. But I thought that it was so funny that, like, I'm with you where the one scene takes place. Yeah. Then it was a little long, but I was like, this is brilliant that it's in here. Yeah. And it makes sense again for other things that have been set up previously. And then I'm like, kind of not into the presence anymore. However, then the way the last thing that we see of that person I thought was hysterical. Yeah, but again, and, and, and I agree with you. I do think it's funny, but it is another one of those like, hey, listen, we can't have the audience have any tension in it. Like we can't we can't have them for a second think that this might not turn out okay. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, here's yeah. a joke. Here's a joke to like uh, let you know um, uh, that it's all going to be all right. But let's talk about, let's go into some of these questions. So I, overall thoughts, I do think, and I said this on, on my tweet, I do think it is worth seeing, again, if for no other reason. One, Shang-Chi definitely deserves to be a part of the wider Marvel Universe. He should be a part of the event. He should be on all the he things. He has a character. The character and seemingly the actor and the whole cast. I, I really, and again, I struggle with her name, but the actress that plays his sister is amazing. Like, I like the sister a lot. I think the sister is really interesting. I'd like to maybe see them give Aquafina more to do as Katie. I think she's got more range than these blockbusters kind of let her have. Um, so I'd yeah. like to see more of her. Um, and, and so I think it's worth seeing. I just, I, 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 the, uh, the back, the back half really sandbagged the movie for me. And, and it's, it's disappointing because of how much I was enjoying the first half um, and how much I wanted to like really do well. Um, so, uh, going to the rings, Danny asks, how do you feel about the change in ap- adaptation, the appearance of the Ten Rings from the comics to the big screen? So, for those that don't know, in the comics, Mandarin has ten rings on his fingies, and each one of them does a different thing. We've, they've got ice blasts, one of them gives them psionic abilities, electricity, flame, gravity manipulation, shadow manipulation. They each do a different thing. Um uh, which is really interesting. I don't know if the comics have really. I'm sure there have been most comics I read. He doesn't. He doesn't really utilize them in interesting ways. But I think if you're a filmmaker and you're going into this, it's like yeah, you could really do a lot with that. And also, it's kind of tricky to explain. So you could really, if you wanted magical bullshit in this movie, you could really dive into the Ten Rings. And of course, they instead of on his fingers, they're on his wrists, which makes sense. He's going to be punching people and stuff. I, that part I don't mind. And just like Doctor Strange, where they're like, ooh, okay, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, he's able to do all these different things, all these visually interesting, visually engaging, interesting things with magic. And you get to the movie, and like, what he does, he makes swords and shields. And it's like, well, but swords and shields exist. Like, that's not magic. You could just grab a sword. And similar to this, it's like, okay, the Ten Rings in the comics, each ring does a different, amazing thing. What do they do in the movie? He uses them like whips. And they help him jump far. And it's like, oh, they're purple energy. It's like, well, that's kind of boring. <laughs> that's well, kind of. I don't even know if we've scratched the surface about what they do, though. I will I will give you this. I don't feel clear on what the Ten Rings do. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that I just watched a movie with that in the title. And I don't, I don't actually feel clear on what they do. Yeah. Uh, but I thought visually they looked fucking so cool they like, looked cool but again it's like it's it bums me out that whenever you get like one of these big budget movies they it doesn't matter how cool the power of the weapon is in the comics they'll inevitably just turn it into like a primary colored energy it's it's and it's one of those like and again the movie's doing so many other things and, and i don't want to this is in the trailer like there's the whole like water sequence it's like yeah save that money to have the rings do different things so that visually 
it's more engaging other than he's just throwing these rings at people. Like you could do, uh, you could do interesting things with them and maybe save all the money you CG money you use on the back half to like really dive into the rings as your, as your kind of mystical element of what they mean to Wenwu, what they should mean to Shang-Chi uh, that you could tie them into the uh, 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 family, familial relationships of like passing from father to son. But Shang-Chi doesn't want that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things you could dive into if you just commit to like, oh, that's our mystical element. And beyond that, this is a family drama. And it just gets yeah. distracted with so many other things. It just feels like a missed opportunity. I guess I just feel like with these movies, my brain is trained to think anything that we didn't get yet, we will get in the future. Fair. And so I do know that costumes change all the time mm-hmm. and and weapons change all the time and our ability to understand them. Like I do th- feel like there is a future in which I have a better grasp on this. True. I do have a caveat for that that I can't get into. We'll talk about for spoilers, but I can't get into now because it's spoiler free. Uh, other question. STS 2084. Given the constant changing state of the pandemic and the ScarJo versus Disney lawsuit, do you think the movie will make more money than Black Widow? How much did Black Widow make? Uh, $82 million, Which is like the best pan- in pandemic times, but not in uh, not nothing in did you just tell me that black widow made 82 million dollars yeah something like that that can't be real what box office that's what i'm looking for um there's no way that's real okay 300 right now it's saying 368 million okay i don't know if that's global i think i think hold on let me say what you're gonna say while i look this up (laughs) do i think this will make more money I guess yes, because Black Widow also was simultaneously released on Disney Plus, right? Yes. And this is waiting forty-five days to get released. Yes. And I guess we're not in a better place with COVID, but more people are vaccinated. Yeah, but the the people people's confidence in going to movie theaters is down. It was at eighty percent. Now it's like sixty-two. I still I think that this will do better. I also think that. People like action movies. In a, uh, I know that she is a more popular character, but yeah, I think this will do better. I think that this will be able to do better. What do you think, DJ? Um, I, I think the the big question is the Delta variant, and I know um, China is like they. I think their their policies are like no COVID. So like uh, uh, this, I was reading this, and so I'm summarizing what I read. So I apologize if I'm off a little bit, but it's basically like uh, if like the building next to you there's a COVID infection, that whole block shut down. Like we're not, and so it's 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 trickier now. Um, and so I don't know. Um, I do hope it does well because I want to see more of this character. I'm kind of hoping that maybe. And again, it, it's a bummer that I'm saying this here, but it's a similar thing with like Captain Marvel. Like, hey. I didn't love that movie, but like the first two Thor movies suck. And then we got Ragnarok. So it's like, you know, maybe yeah, we'll, we'll crack it. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? It's, it's, um, so I hope it does do well. Um, but I do think we're entering, I, I think it's entering into the theater system at kind of like a dicey time. But then again, um, Free Guy did really well. And that was another one that was, that was, um, it didn't do as well as Black Widow. Um, but that was another one that it, it, it didn't, but it in was what just in theaters. Free guy do as well as black widow. Yeah, I know. But like, it's, 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 um, um, 
so uh, is it going to do better than Black Widow? I don't know about that because just because of the time it's entering into, and also again, you know, Scar is a really bankable star. So yeah, yeah, totally. So we'll see. I'm going to be interested to see what the critical response to this movie is, and whether like my feelings on it are kind of like an outlier or or um, um, yeah. I think people feel more similar to me than you, which is like I I would think that this would end up at like a 81 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Well, for everybody involved, because there's clearly a lot of love on the project, I hope it does well. I hope we're able to do do more with the character. And I'm excited for next week's episode. We're going to be diving into the after credit scene. We're going to be diving into the spoilers and really going to be getting into the meat and potatoes of, of what Shang-Chi means for the rest of the MCU going forward. But before any of that, Roxy, remind the kids at home where they can find you and what you are up to. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer, every day live at the Roxy at 1, World Girl Wednesday and Sundays at 6 and 7. Uh, and uh, if you forget any of that, I tweet it all out. Follower on Twitter, do it. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash, and you can follow this show everywhere that matters uh, at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Think of the vowels for stupid. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, 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 Bye. Yeah, yeah.